Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today, I have one of my good Jovi friends, Lisa, who I've known for at least, what, eight, nine years now. Uh, we, we met for the first time back in 2013 uh, during the Because We Can tour, and we absolutely had a blast hanging out. And it's great to have you on today. How are you doing? I'm great, Jerry. It's so good to see you. Thank so you. good. We had so much fun that year. We did. That was that was a fun show too. It was the Columbus, yeah. Yes, and I, I'll never I'll never forget it because we weren't supposed to bring banners to the concerts that year, if you remember correctly. And I had my Richie Sambora jacket, and I held it up, and he nodded and dropped his pick. And yeah. it's on camera. It's on YouTube. It's it's actually quite funny. I remember that because I remember you were trying to figure out how you were going to bring that into the show and then sneak I, it I, in and show it to him yeah and then i saw it uh during the show when you when you kept holding it up so that was, that was that was funny it was cool and they came after me like as soon as i turned my head a security was on their way down the aisle and i quickly just tied that around my waist you know so nobody yeah. would see it so <laughs> that's funny i remember that though so <laughs> that was a blast uh, so we'll start off with you know, how did you become a Bon Jovi fan? How old were you? How old were you? Oh, wow. How old was I? I, shoot. I, it had to have been in like 14, 13, 14 years old. She Don't Know Me came out. Yep, 1984. That would have came out. Yeah. Oh, well, then I was 15. So you started. 15. So you were there from the beginning. For, yes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So and, and you wanted to know something that's really going to surprise you? Sure. I was a John girl. Well, okay. For anyone that's watching <laughs> right now, Lisa is a huge, 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 huge. I want to put a huge emphasis on Richie. A huge Richie fan. <laughs> this uh, is Sam Bora right there. <laughs> yeah, so, so that is surprising because I would have never, never guessed that. But another thing is, is that this whole room is filled with jealousy right now because you got to be with the band since 84, since the beginning, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so that's pretty cool because I've been a fan since 2000 when I was eight. So, but I would give anything to have started with the band back in 83 and watched them grow. You would have loved it. Yeah. So I mean, like for, for you, what is it like to have seen the band come out and become a success and then looking at them now like how how amazing is that feeling it's almost surreal i mean you see so many bands hair bands if you will and they were classified as a hair band so you would you would think that they would have just been a flash in the pan like everybody else was but there was something different about them it was their positivity you know their fun they they just kept you going and when you felt down you play their music and you felt better about your life you felt better about yourself in some way or another right and so that's what that's what drew you to them yeah so so now that i know that you became i've known you for like eight years i never knew this so because i keep it top secret lockdown i guess (laughs) Uh, so that so you're a jungle. What made you and when did you uh, get into Richie? 
Well, I started to notice him in the New Jersey tour. Uh, how, how could you not? I mean, he was really starting to become more prevalent. In the earlier years, he seemed almost uncomfortable in his own skin, I think, you know, until New Jersey, where he really started coming forward and doing a lot more of the singing and, and participation. You couldn't help but notice him. Yeah. So then they took a break. They take that break, and then they came back with Keep the Faith. And that was it. I was uh, There was just one poster, and I just was done. It's just I was I was over John. I was like, okay, cute haircut like that. That looks nice on you. So zit earring, but how are you? <laughs> A new bill. A new world. New bill. <laughs> uh, okay. So so you kind of got into Richie during the Keep the Faith, and so what did you think of his solo album? His first solo album. Stranger I loved it. In 1991 is when it came out, and I was going through my, I was going through a divorce, and um, it it helped. Believe it or not, it helped me get through my divorce. Wow. With like songs like Father Time, um, One Light Burning, and and it, to me, it still holds water. Yeah. You can still put it on and rock out just like you could way back then i can't even count how many years ago that was now 30 almost 30 40 40, 30, 40 years 30 yeah. 90 91 so it'd be 30 next year so 29 years yeah but you know the one thing that always amazed me is that whenever he does a solo tour or solo anything he never plays music from his own portfolio from his past i know he always just sticks with the current stuff and never it's like he, he forgets it yeah you know with this upcoming album which you know as you know bob rock is producing it with him i think it's going to be a really incredible album and, it's going to be a game changer i think yeah and he's worked so hard at it and i i think it's going to be an amazing album and i really hope you know, because obviously Aftermath wasn't promoted as well as it should have been. Um, and it was R the best. Yeah. And, you know, RSO wasn't, you know, it was promoted a little bit, but then it kind of went off to the side. You know, but hopefully with this album, I hope he does like a full-on tour and really promotes promotes it, shows, you know, stuff from Stranger album, Undiscovered album, you know, Aftermath, R you know, this goes on. You know, because there's so many amazing songs in those first uh, two albums that are just kind of forgotten about. They're like hidden gems, you know? Well, I, I got, I have a friend. Um, his name is Nick Light. And he is Richie's, he, he was his tour manager in 2012. And he's a vice president of touring and managing at Sony Records. Yeah. So, go Keep ahead. Keep in mind, be careful of what you say because it's hard for me to edit video. So be careful of what you say on here. Well, I'm just going to say, I'm going to suggest that he add former, you know, former music from his catalog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That and it I goes past, you I, know. I don't think Nick is involved with Richie anymore. Am I right? They're very close friends. But they're, as far as. Promotion. professionally right now no they're not doing anything professionally 
He's giving he's giving Nick uh, free uh, guitar lessons right now. Ooh. Imagine guitar lessons from Richie. You know how cool that'd be? I was like, how much was that? He goes, oh, please, like he would charge me. <laughs> Cut my arm off for one guitar lesson. Well, I guess if I gave my arm, I guess I wouldn't be able to play guitar. I, well, I asked him how much would it cost for Richie to come and sing at my wedding, and he said $50,000. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just play the record. <laughs> yeah. You know how cool that'd be, though? It'd be pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, I, I know before this video we were talking about, you know, his solo albums. Me, personally, I, I feel like each album has gotten better and better. And I, I love Stranger Album, Stranger in This Town, Undiscovered Soul. Those are both great albums. But I feel like each one has gotten better. Like, I feel like Undiscovered Soul was better than Stranger. Then Aftermath was better than Undiscovered Soul. And then RSO is better than... Um, aftermath you know so i feel like this next album is just gonna blow things out of the water you know i think it's gonna be incredible a lot of people don't know that he's a singer and there's a if i if i may promote someone his name is ken tamplin ken tamplin and um he's a music vocal coach and even he just did a video on youtube about guitarists who can sing and they did Richie, you know, far down the line and only a quick snippet. And it was just just him doing the wanted. Like they didn't even recognize his and any part of his catalog that he did solo work. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the sad part is, too, is that when people hear Richie Sambora, you know, and it, it's a good thing, too, is. But when people hear Richie, they think Bon Jovi, you know, they don't you know, there's a lot of. How can you know? Yeah. yeah, but there's a lot of people out there who don't realize how good his solo work is, you know? I, I think Aftermath and RSO, I think, was one of his most open and honest songwriting records he's ever written, whether it was on his own or with Bon Jovi or with anyone else. I think, it, you know, especially with um, Aftermath, I think it was a very pure, sincere album that he had written. Very authentic. Yeah, you know, and... and I love, I know you feel differently, but I love the RSO album. I think it's, you know, I, I loved when he would sing with o Ori and. Uh, and she's um, a lovely woman. I've met her and she, yeah. she is truly a treasure. Yeah. You know, I almost went, I was going to go, I couldn't make it to the Chicago show last minute. I had to work, but there was a show that he canceled. I, I'm trying to remember which one, but I was going to go to the show and I was going to meet him. And cause I've never, I met Richie briefly like one time. Like it was just like shaking his hand and that was it. But I've always wanted to like formally meet him, get a picture with him and, and stuff like that. I've never yeah, been maybe able to say do. something. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, just like hi and you get a photo with him. So I almost got that opportunity, but he canceled uh part of the, the tour, the rest of the tour, I guess. I've and, been fortunate and had four. Yeah. But it's gonna be, you know, next year if he does uh tour this album which you know i'm he, out of here i'm on the road and me too i am going <laughs> you know new york's not too far from here um but you know i i would just love to see richie perform some of these solo songs that i that i love so much you know i saw him perform solo for the first time in 2014 in in new york city i was actually um a guest of his 
I was fortunate to be a guest. I sat in the friends and family section and all I had to pay for was my flight and hotel. That's really cool. And then I received a package from him and Ori that had a jacket that was signed and a couple of CDs that were signed by both of them. Wow. Um, So it was, it, I cried. There's a song that Richie does and, and maybe you can look it up sometime and it's called a song for you. I, I think I've heard it. He did that a long time ago, right? When he was with Ori. When they were on the road together, he did that. Okay. And, oh, and that was in 14. Ori was with him. She was, you know, there. And he came out and he, he did it by himself. And I was just in tears by the end of the song. It was so beautiful. Yeah, Richie's, you know, Richie's incredible. You know, and it's, you know, he was an amazing part of Bon Jovi. You know. I would have loved to have met John. And my daughter's been in love with David Bryan. Since she was two. <laughs> yeah. You know, and um, Phil X, I had an experience. I was at a concert. I was in a third row in front of where Richie would have been. And Phil was there and there was a reporter and he was messing with me and pushing me. And Phil X saw it like he it was before the show, like they were they they were just right there, and it looked like he was going to literally jump down and kick this guy's butt. Phil? Yeah, Phil. He noticed it all. He, he uh, witnessed the whole thing. And then yeah. the, but then the reporter left. Wow. That's so, you know, Phil's a, a great guy. And, he is. You know, I, I don't want to say replacement, you know, but if anybody could fill Richie's shoes, it's Phil. Phil does an, an incredible job. And, and how uh, about the Hall of Fame, finally? Oh, gosh, that was so, you know, to be able to see. The pinnacle. Yeah, you know, to see Richie and John together again with Phil and Alec and, and you know, the rest of the crew, current and past. That's incredible. You know, like when they were performing when we were asked, you know, like I remember watching that on HBO. And I just got goosebumps over my whole body for that, that performance. I was like, wow. You know, and being able to see Alec come up for living on a prayer, and, you know. That was a good feeling. It, it was, was a good feeling. It, yep. it was surreal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, what is your favorite Richie song? <laughs> um, seven Years Gone. You, you stole mine. No. You stole no. mine. You just stole it. Like a moth dances with the light. You know, or yeah. I love, I just love that song. I love the whole album, really. Yeah. Seven Years Gone is my favorite, too. I, I love, love that piano, like the, you know, in the beginning. And, you know, like a moth that dances in the, you know, that, that whole, that whole song is obviously, you know, about his divorce with Heather. Because yeah. at, at that, at that time, it was, I think, seven years that they were divorced. You know, I think there were some other things about the song, too, but. I think that was like one of the most open and honest songs. And I can't believe I'm actually forgetting a name of a song. Sorry, uh, it's not coming to my my mind right now, but it was about his alcoholism and his recovery. Right. Um, I can't remember the name of the song. I can't think of it either. But, but uh, I felt 
it was the most open, honest song that he could have done. Yeah. And, you know, when you, when you listen to those albums, even, especially Aftermath and, and RSO, you definitely get like a Bon Jovi vibe, right. which, which shows you how much passion and, and, and lyrics he's put into Bon Jovi. You know, because you get that Bon Jovi vibe in the songs he's written for his own stuff. You know, but uh, my second favorite from Aftermath is um, I'll Always Walk Beside You. Yes. I'm a sucker for ballads. I, I just am. Nothing wrong with that. And I, I love that because I remember that song kind of gave me a lot of comfort when I was in college because I didn't exactly, believe it or not, I didn't fit in. And uh, and that's I always felt like I was pretty much alone in the world, you know, because my dad had passed and my mom was never around and blah, blah, blah. And uh, that song just kind of comforted me because the end of the day, Bon Jovi has always been there for me through music, and you know, for Richie to write that song, you know, I, I felt I felt a real connection to it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I, that whole album to me is absolutely magic. Yeah. Sugar, um, sugar, um, your sugar daddy. daddy. You, that's that's fun as hell. <laughs> yeah, you know when that that was the only song of the album I did not like when it came out in 2012. But two years ago, I was listening to the Aftermath while working out. or I was doing something. And the song came on. I was like, you know what? This is actually a really good song. So it, it's amazing how songs can grow on you over time. You know, like when I was a kid, I never really cared for the These Days album. But when I became an adult and started to have, you know, a, you know breakups and, you know, becoming an adult, essentially, that... I fell in love with the These Days album. So it's kind of weird how music can grow on your it, it can happen that way. Because I got Bounce when Bounce came out. I played it. Didn't like it. Put it away. Brought it back out ten, exactly 10 years later. Played it. Fell in love with it. And needed it in my life every day. Yeah. Well. So, you know, it just... And the same thing with, like, The Circle, you know? everything fits in your life into a, a certain way and it's an amalgamation right yeah it, it takes it back to it because i remember when the circle came out so every time i listen to the circle album i think about that was the year that my dad passed and so i every time i listen to that album i think about how that album pulled me through my dad's death because it was a tough year you know and then you know like other albums that you know like crush that's what started it all for me and you know you you make memories with these albums is, is where I'm getting at, you know, you, and so when you listen to these albums years later, it takes you to a certain time and place in your life, you know? Well, my daughter's favorite song was always Captain Crash. Oh yeah. She loved that song. That was, that was the one that did it for her. She's been to more Bon Jovi concerts. I mean, let me tell you, um, these, the, these days tour, I was seven months pregnant. And I went to the show by myself and I had to pee every five minutes. <laughs> but I didn't care. Because <laughs> I was there. Yeah. And she was jumping up and down with me. So it was all good. <laughs> wow. How was the These Days tour? Yeah. I, I wish I could have seen that tour. What was that like? Oh, it was it was crazy. Wow. It was crazy. That that Luke Evan was my favorite producer. 
Yeah, he, he was very good. Yeah. These, these days and bounce. Those are my two favorite albums, and I'm honored to have met him. Just making that. Yeah. Um, I wish I could have. Ex- if if I because my first tour was one last wild night tour, one wild night tour, and uh, so before 2000, I wish I could have experienced all those tours. But if I had to pick a tour, I would have probably picked Keep the Faith to to see you know obviously the 80s tours were cool too but like, like just something about the keep the faith tour was just you know because i i think john had so much more hunger to he had he had more to prove like you know that they, they weren't just an 80s band that they still had it and I, well, the yeah they wanted to keep going yeah they wanted, they wanted they wanted that songwriter hall of fame they wanted to be you know in the rock and roll hall of fame yeah, he he had so much, and I think he always has, but more so that in that period of time, he had so much drive and had to prove himself that they weren't just an '80s hair band. Uh, has been essentially, and they're still going, and I don't think they're ever going to stop. I don't, I really don't, and I hope that they don't. Yeah, that's okay with me. You know, I, I me personally, I do think the end is going to be here probably within the next five years. You know, with the last two. You know, with the last, this house tour and then this 2020 tour that was supposed to be, you know, you can obviously see them starting to slow down, you know, which is understandable. You know, they have every right to. They're older. Yeah. You know, you got like a Tico's view. You know, he's going to be 70 years old. You know, Richie, how many. Richie's going to be 60 two days before I turn 50. Or, no, he'll be 61 two days before I turn 51. Yeah. Next month. Yeah. Yeah. So the the thing is, is that, you know, especially Tico, you, you want to enjoy life and, you know, and Tico and does so many other things. I mean, he's a painter, know. you know, he paints, he, he's so artistic in so many different areas. Yeah. You know? And David you know. doing what he does on Broadway is astounding. I was so scared for him when he got COVID. Oh, I know. And uh, I actually met him two weeks I before know. He, he got COVID. I'm so excited for you. And I was I was like, if I have COVID, <laughs> I can say I got it from David Bryant, and that'll be a story for my life. Right. Thankfully, I never got it, but if That's I did, good. at least I had like a little ounce of optimism from it. You know, I could have said I got it from David Bryant. And so, you know, I'm the funeral director, and uh, and, and so I, I told my boss, if I was to die, in my obituary, I wanted to say that I died of COVID from David. David, I Ryan. David Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> put all, put all the blame on him. Well, you got to put the rash bomb in there so people rash really bomb. know David Rash Bomb. <laughs> yeah. So, but all joking aside, you know, I, I am uh, glad that he was okay and stuff because, um, you know, because we went to New York City to see the Diana previews. And How was that? that? Oh, it was amazing. And, and I was so thankful that David was there because I, I finally got to, I never got to meet him until this past March. And uh, so it was so cool to be able to chat with him and, and get pictures and stuff. But as far as the, the play goes, it was amazing. Uh, you know, I was talking about how you get Bon Jovi vibes from Richie's solo albums. You also get that with Diana. You get like a, a Bon Jovi vibe. Like with because it's like a, like a, a rock 
it's a very I don't want to say heavy rock, but it's like a in your face kind of rock, and it, it a little pop, and it, it it's so good. Like he just did amazing job on the play, on the music, and uh, I can't wait for the soundtrack. He said the soundtrack was supposed to come out this summer, but I think with the COVID and the delay now, I don't think that's going to happen. But um, I'm really excited to hear the whole soundtrack. The the play itself was amazing too. The the acting the the, the directors and you know everything was just perfect you know so you saw the whole play yeah yeah so basically what they were doing was they were doing like two weeks where they were showing it to the public and it was kind of like a rehearsal play where they did the whole play but then every night they would kind of say what do we need to improve on and then because the whole month of march was that way and then march 30th was going to be open at night which obviously didn't happen because of this yeah. But um, so yeah, so they did the whole play, and you couldn't even tell they were rehearsing it. It, it was just everything was just spot on, at least from my point of view. You know, wow. you know, I, I left with my fiance, and we were just both so impressed with it. You know, not just because of David Bryant, but just because of, of everything—the the music, the the acting, the 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 directors, and the, just everything about it was perfect. Now, was she a fan of Bon Jovi's before? You met her, or has she become your fiance? And no. has she become one? When we first got or does together, does she roll her eyes? <laughs> when we first got together, uh, she came over to my house, and I have a, a collection room. And uh, she came in, and I, you know, showed her around the house like a gentleman, and uh, I. The, the, that room was like one of the very last rooms you, because as a guy you never want to show a girl a, a room full of guys you know because that'll have them running for the hills and so before I showed her I was like I'm not gay but I am a not that there's anything wrong with that either I, but I said I'm a huge diehard passionate Bon Jovi fan and she's like oh okay who's that basically and uh, I was like this is it. And so she was kind of like, you know, and, but she was cool about it. I mean, uh, and, you know, I pretty much listen to Bon Jovi every single day. And so she's at the point now where she, she knows the lyrics, she knows what songs go on which album. And I've taken her to a few shows. She went to a few of this house shows. And uh, we were actually going to go to um, Madison Square Garden shows. We were going to get married on the 25th. And then, New York City shows were the 27th and 28th, so that was going to be our honeymoon. Unfortunately, both events got postponed to next year, as well as our wedding. Um, but so, so she, she's she's not like a fan of like I am. Like she's like a one percent fan of, uh, of me, you know. <laughs> On the full hundred, she's like one percent. But she, I just always wondered how much was re you know did, did she really get into it or was it. You know, my wife was like the same. She just put up with it and asked a lot of questions. Yeah. But she didn't really. It's not like, hey, babe, go put that on the on the radio. You know. Yeah. It was never something like that. No, neither here. But you know, I will tell you that she is the greatest girl in the world because I've never had anyone in my life that was so supportive of me being a Bon Jovi fan. Uh, you know, like she lets me hang up my Bon Jovi stuff around the house, you know, here and there. You know, she 
lets me listen to them all the time. Uh, she goes to shows with me now. And, you know, it, it's important for people to understand when, when people get in relationships, it's important to understand that people have hobbies and that they're passionate about other things. And it's good to be supportive of that, you know, because I've had other women, you know, other girls rather, you know, hooking up or dating or whatever, you know, think it was a little weird to be, I don't want to say the word obsessed because I'm not obsessed. I'm just a passionate right. fan. They don't sure. understand how the connection, they, the connection, you know, it's, it's no different than someone being a huge Pittsburgh Steelers fan, a football fan, NASCAR fan. You know, what's the difference? No between, difference in me loving Lady Gaga. Exactly. You know, so, you know, there's no, no difference between whether I was a huge football fan or a Bon Jovi fan, you know, but right. so at the end of the day, she's very, very supportive and, I'm very well, happy for you Yeah. in all accounts. I yeah. mean, I, when I met you in 13, you were going to school to be a funeral director. And whenever I see you in your suit and I just, my heart just explodes for you all the time, Jerry. I'm just so beyond happy for you. Thank you. You know, back in 13, I used to love wearing a suit because I could show it off and think I was, I don't want to say cool, but cool. You know, and now I hate wearing suits. I dread it every day. Yeah, you? That's all I ever wear is suits. Yeah. No. You know, I like coming home and put on a t-shirt or, you know, something comfortable. But So, so. do you run your own place? Like, I yeah. mean, is it your own facility? That Are you like a man? To me, a funeral director is the main person of the... Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm a funeral director. And we'll talk about... Afterwards. We'll talk about it afterwards, yeah. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a funeral director at a you know, funeral home. Here, I don't own it, but you know, um, there's mm. one of three. I'm one of three funeral directors, so and we do about 200 calls. But we'll we'll talk about that after the video. Okay. Um, which you know, we'll kind of conclude here. Is there? A, oh, one thing I was going to ask you: favorite Bon Jovi song, and why? Hey God. Okay, why? Because it's poignant in the world. Actually, yeah. no, it, it isn't. Hey God. It's welcome to wherever, wherever you are. Welcome oh to wherever you are. It's not, hey, God, it's welcome to wherever you are, because that has saved my life more times than not. Because of that one line in that song that says, God makes no mistakes. Yeah. That's, that's my, I actually have that, have that tattoo on. Do you? Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, that's my favorite lyric. Remember that you're perfect. God makes no mistakes. Um, hey, well, Hey God to me too is also, you know, an important song. I, I, I just, I love every Bon Jovi song they've ever done. So yeah. it's hard, but the one that gets, that really gets to my soul the most is welcome to wherever you are. Yeah. That's one of, that's in my top, my top five, my favorite right now, and it changes, but my favorite is roller, excuse me, roller coaster. I love that that song i've wow. not heard that is roller coaster? it roller coaster yeah it's on uh this house is not for sale album that's why i've not heard it ah uh, oh you're missing out i will have to check it out yes you will well we'll leave it at, at that it was great uh chatting with you um i appreciate you coming on and uh, i look forward to seeing you at, at future shows probably Thank rich you for having we'll probably see We'll probably see each other at a Richie show next year. Let's plan on it.
we can definitely do that because I'm going to as many as I can. Good. All right. Thanks again for coming. All right. Bye. Bye bye.